Captain's Log. We have been assigned to the outskirts of Federation space. We're uncomfortably close to the neutral zone. To be honest, I've never liked being out here. I don't trust the Romulans, but we're just here to scan some planets and to make sure that some some anomalies and, um, and atmospheres are behaving as expected. Nothing exciting. Cue music, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You're on Star Trek. It's like a cheesy 80s kind of, you know, beginning. Oh, yeah. What would the Mamory Alpha theme song, what would not necessarily the words, but what would the genre be? Like a cheesy 80s? Like, it would have to be, right? Or, or early 90s, kind of. Early 90s. Penny approves. Yeah. Because <laughs> Penny is the only one who has any musical sensibilities amongst us, I'd say. Right. I agree. I agree. So, so it would need, I mean, it would probably be just the Enterprise theme, like a. Um, Veruca Salt sings the Enterprise theme. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Wow. <laughs> God, do you think we could get Veruca Salt to to do a, a cover? I'm sure Veruca Salt. If you're out there, <laughs> we know you're listening. Yeah, Veruca Salt is back together. Well, I don't know how much money we have, but let's save it up. <laughs> yeah, Veruca Salt to do us a cover of the of our theme song. They had an album in 2015, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up, Veruca Salt, uh, or or Edie Brickell. If you're not doing yeah. anything, you can. You know. yeah, I don't know what she's up to. I haven't heard anything from her since what? since that jam. You what is say what is all the time. No, that's Lisa Loeb. Oh yeah. Oh Lisa Loeb. I love Lisa Loeb. I know. Who's Edie Brickell? Edie Brickell, the new Bohemians, was. I don't do so many things. I do what I do. Oh, yeah, 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 philosophy, on the talk on the cereal box religion, yeah, what I am is what I am, be what you are, what you are, yeah, that's E.D. Brickell, who is meowing, that was Gorgor, Gorgor, hello, I love you, that was me, I didn't know the words, and so I was just like, can we agree that it needs to be the first two seasons Enterprise theme and not the third shit? <laughs> like, it wasn't a good song to begin with, but then they added... It's been a long, long... The time it was, like, folksy. I was like, what the fuck? 
the show got darker and the theme got lighter for no reason. <laughs> balance. Because balance, that's why. Sure. I'm sure that's what I'm sure that's what Rick Berman was thinking. Was Rick Berman involved with that travesty? I believe so. Yeah. Rick Berman is involved in a lot of different things. A lot of travesties. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was Berman. Yes. If can we retcon Rick Berman out of? I mean, like, I guess Star Trek owes a lot to him, but can we retcon Rick Berman to be like a good person and not a shit shit lord, like he actually is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in our universe, Rick Berman wasn't a sexist asshole. It's Rick Berman. There's a producer on the this. guy who produced Star Trek stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah he works at Topper's Pizza. Now. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Anyway, hey, yeah. welcome home to Memory Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, you guys just got, well, you guys got back from Riser recently. You're nice and relaxed. Things have been pretty regular around the ship. Not my bowels. I ate <laughs> them. ate some, you know, fucking Vulcan cheese or whatever. Yeah. It's really good. That'd be V's. V? <laughs> <laughs> She's actually lactose intolerant, but specifically to Vulcan cheese. <laughs> Vulcan lactose. <laughs> you guys are just sort of tooling around the edge of the neutral zone. Um, and you're just sort of checking up on planets that, you know, atmospheres, vegetation. You're just sort of doing the rounds, making sure everything looks okay and no stars are imploding or anything like that. Well, I guess, how many <laughs> stars are in the quadrant? Probably quite a few, right? Oh my right? god, a lot, yeah. like a bunch. Yeah, you're good. Like <laughs> at least twenty-seven. The Starfleet routine is like check and see if stars are imploding. Like, are you guys imploding yet? No, you're cool. All right, see ya. Not, not. You know, there's probably some. There are probably some planets that have some unstable atmospheres or situations that Starfleet's probably just keeping its eye on constantly, um, and then using science to mitigate any potential damage. Right? Yeah. Is the Komodo like a science ship? Like, is this the kind of ship that we do? Or are we just like... You mostly do. So your Starfleet does seem to use you for mostly going around and scanning shit. Okay. Yeah. You do grunt work. Um, and whether you were intended to be a science ship or not, you just sort of get the least prioritized items at the bottom of the list of shit that Starfleet cares right. about. And that's usually just running scans and moving ambassadors around although i don't know the enterprise moved a lot of ambassadors around oh. yeah they did <laughs> but a lot of grunt work so you guys are near the neutral zone and you know that um you're all on the bridge at different parts of the day um over the next you know several days and you all can tell that as you're skirting the neutral zone that um Dekab is more tense than usual and i guess that makes sense because it's the neutral zone Romulans, you know, the the accord right is that if anyone enters a neutral zone, it's basically an act of war. Although the Romulans d don't give a fuck. They just do whatever they want, whenever they want. Yep. Um, <laughs> this universe but, too, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Romulans will be Romulans, am I right? Rockin' Romulans. Hey. So she's... Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> Romulans are from the East Coast. Um, <laughs> so she's just extra on edge. And... We'll say one morning you're all on the bridge. Um, you know, Loxus is sort of back. Uh, well, Loxus actually the second in command is uh, doing something else. So you're sitting, Loxus, you're sitting in the chair next to the captain. 
Woohoo! Big big girl chair. Penny, you're <laughs> um Penny, what's your specialty? You're a linguist? So you're yeah. you're sort of at just like a science station, just doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh Shaquille, your your specialty's in engineering, so you're sort of keeping an eye on the engine and um flight trajectory and stuff like that. And Posa, you're bio so you're probably at a science station too just like running scans on planets yeah i'm doing a lot of yeah, scans yeah 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 and everything's going as normal uh pretty boring except for takav being quite uh on edge mhm <gasps> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah didgeridoo? it's a space didgeridoo <laughs> <laughs> then uh-oh. As you're all going about your business, a ship comes out of cloak. <gasps> oh no! Really? Oh. It is a scan, 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 scan. You don't really need to scan. <laughs> I am gonna. It's a it's a Romulan warbird. God. Fuck. And it's not just in the neutral zone. It's in Federation space. Scan, 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 oh, scan, 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 scan. Look at the captain. And while you're doing your scans, yeah, and the captain. So Takov, this happens in Takov. You're looking at her. She looks at you, and her eyes are as big as saucer plates. Right. She's, she's like this was. I mean, as tense as she was, she did not expect this. And as she's pointing to you, Loxus, as if she's going to say something, suddenly, uh, we'll say, um, uh, Shaquille, you're kind of hovering around behind them. There is a, uh, uh, an incoming hail from the Romulan ship. Oh, shit. On, on speaker. And the captain says, the "Captain says yes on screen. Please put it through." And then you bloop, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> I love the beeps. I'm sorry. I know I'm kind of taking away some of Danny's work. Yeah, but I, I think love. It's it's <laughs> putting the bloops in. Fun for you guys to hear it. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to set a scene here. And on the screen comes up, uh, and it is a Romulan woman. And all behind her is chaos. She's on the bridge, and everything. There's phaser fire. There's 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 all sorts of uh, f- like actual fire, like electrical fire behind her. Phaser fire. And <laughs> phaser fire and regular fire. And she says, "We need your help. There's a mutiny." And I know this sounds especially strange, but we need the Federation's assistance to put this mutiny down. I'm going to be scanning and, and verifying if there's fires anywhere else or phaser fire anywhere yeah, I mean, else. I've been or... scanning the ship since the get, so do I... Am I able to God tell... Damn it, Danny! Why you gotta steal everything Did away? I say bloop or didn't I say bloop? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been, I've been scanning since get. Susie, can I tell um, the state of the ship itself? Like, Wait, can... Did we decide you can or cannot read computers? She can. No, wait, that's right. Limitedly. Oh. 
You, but I, I'm on you, the bridge. I'm doing my job. Yeah. I got it under control enough. Yeah. All right. All right. You're all right. dealing kind of at a handicap, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm still able to do my job. I got the tactile interface, like Fluffgar yeah. told me about. Yeah. Thank you, Fluffgar. Fluffgar. Yeah. My girl. You're kind of you're kind of operating now as like a a blind person would be on the ship. Right. I got my braille rather than like a blind. You know. What both of you're both doing scans now, um, frantically, and you both are putting your information together, and you realize there is a lot of damage done to this ship. But the weird thing is, is all the damage is done from the interior. This ship is uncloaked and it's in Federation space, but it's not exactly flying, it's more of like, uh, strangely. Uh, I'm not, not really floating. It has a doesn't have a, like a, a planned trajectory. It's very erratic, um, as if someone's trying to fly it, and then someone else is trying to fly it, and then someone else is trying to fly it, and the whole oh ship is just busted up in so many ways. Um, but not from an exterior battle, but from so, stuff that's happening inside. Um, Shaq's gonna look to to Kav. Um, I got my, I'm poised and ready on my tactile interface to, to beam somebody aboard if I need to. And I'm, I'm gonna just say captain. And she's about 1 million miles away. And she's staring at the screen in front of her. And then she looks around all of you and she says, she says to the woman on screen, she says, your entry into Federation space is technically an act of war. But if you need our aid, and if you're begging for clemency, if we can do something to prevent the escalation of this situation, we will do what we need to. What is the situation? You hear more phaser fire, and she says, We just need people to help put down this mutiny. If we can get this mutiny put down... We'll explain everything. Please help. And then with that, and then the screen cuts out. She's gone. Shit. So they want us over there. They want you over there. And the captain stands up, adjusts her uniform. And she looks around and she says, this is a very strange situation. And technically we could just blow this ship to smithereens and the Starfleet wouldn't bat an eye. But there's something going on. And if there's intelligence we can get from this about what the Romulans are planning, we need to get it. She looks sort of around the bridge as if she's looking for good candidates <laughs> for a particular mission. <laughs> I just stand up. So so there's only Romulans on this ship. Yeah. Yeah, you actually do a scan. There's only, as part of your scans, you notice there are only Romulans on the ship. Uh, and actually, um, you read that there are quite a few casualties and fatalities there are a lot of wounded and there's a lot of dead people too dead romulans Mm, okay locks is gonna be our our defer to so i'm gonna back up whatever the cap and locks decide to do she looks at loxus and she says lieutenant yes ma'am i want i want you to put together a team a small team and i want you to go over there and I want you to handle handle this situation. You've got it. A small team of about four people. 
I look at I look at my yeah, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I I literally look at my ladies and I just open up my hands like, yep. hey, come on, come on. I stand go. up and I'm like, oh, I don't know if there's a weapons fuck. locker on the bridge, but I'm gonna need a phaser rifle before I head rifle. over. You're yeah. definitely yeah. gonna pass a weapons locker on the way. I guarantee it. Cool. So you're not gonna have any problem getting hypo sprays, rifles, phasers, all that stuff. Can I get anything better powered because rifles are, I think, all we got. I'm the strongest. Well, you can get your batleth. You can always have a batleth on you. That's true. Um, I think, like, really the biggest issue, right, is a rifle, a phaser rifle. Yeah. And especially on your ship, if it's more of a science ship, they're not going to have anything more serious than that. They're not going to have, like, a phaser bazooka or anything. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) No phaser grenade launchers. Yeah. A girl can dream. Posa, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, um, Captain, one question. Yes, Lieutenant. What are we allowed to do once we get over there? I mean, if we find that this is suspicious, uh, are we allowed to do what we need to do? Or the Romulans, the Romulans being here is an act of war in of itself. So if right. you have to take extreme measures to put the situation down, the Starfleet will not hold that against you. But if you can get any sort of information from this about what is happening, that's better for us. Captain, I, for one, am willing to say to you that if we are still on that ship and something needs to happen on our side with the Komodo, do so. Lieutenant, you didn't come through a space anomaly for me just to blow you to smithereens. Chief... Transporter Mackenzie can get you out of any sticky situation. I believe in her. I appreciate your noble, your intent for noble sacrifice, but it won't be needed today. All right, Captain. And Penny is ready to go because, um, just quick check. Romulans were like, Romulans and Vulcans were like kind of together until the Romulans were like, "Hey, this emotion thing's crap," which Penny's all about. Right. So, so, yeah. so, quick recap. Yeah, Romulans. Um, so what happened? They were the same race, right. and then and Romulans went evil. <laughs> no, okay, <hold> on. <laughs> Racist. Yeah. Proto Proto Romulans and Proto Vulcans were the same race. They were very violent. They couldn't like handle their shit. Right. Surik uh, yeah. uh, yeah. was sort of a prophet teacher. He tried to teach sort of the middle, like not even the middle path. He tried to teach like the ultimate oppression, opp- suppression, suppression path. of emotion. Yeah. 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 And the, the fork that took that became Vulcans. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The Romulans actually didn't. So what Romulans didn't follow Surik, but they did abandon the ultra violence um, instead of, but instead of suppressing their instincts, they learned to shape them into more like um, sneaky rogue type tendencies. Uh-huh. So they still have emotions, but right. they've learned to like funnel them into like calculating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not outright evil. They're not ra- outright <laughs> aggressive. Actually, they're very cal- like calculating. Yeah. They don't start wars, but they lure other people into starting wars so they right. can participate in them. 
So they're exactly. like that friend who like starts shit at the bar and then you have to back them up even though they're the ones <laughs> yes. that are like, yeah. I'm not in this, but yeah. They're also incredibly xenophobic and they think that, that they're master race. So, uh, yes. and they're also hermits and they don't like interacting with other people because yeah. again, they're xenophobic and they think they're the master race. Mm-hmm. So the Romulan Empire, especially the Tal Shear, right? Evil, yeah. but not all Romulans are evil. Mm-hmm. Tau Shiar is evil for sure. Hashtag but, not all Romulans. Right. Not all Romulans. <laughs> this captain might be all right, but the Tau, if there's any Tau Shiar on there, fuck those guys. Shoot him it's in the just face. like Vulcans, right? Vulcans aren't good. Right. Everyone's like, oh, Vulcans are good, but actually mm-hmm. they're dupl- duplicitous assholes too. So yes, they, they did yes, that shit yeah. to the Andorians. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking liars. They had that whole underground pyramid full of like spy <laughs> exactly. shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, anyway, Vulcans aren't, Vulcans aren't good and Romulans aren't necessarily evil, but Mm -hmm. Romulans are sneaky snakes. So sneaky snake. So the, I assume you guys go to the transporter room. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm following locks. Oh yeah. We're going to the transporter room. Come on. All right. So Cecilia McKenzie's there. She's French, right? Maybe. Yes. Wait, no, no. Cecilia McKenzie's the... Oh wait, no. Cecilia McKenzie's the doctor. Uh, McKinley is the is our French transporter. McKinley, <laughs> she says. Wee uh, wee. Oui, oui. Ah, but you are going over to the other ship now. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> oh, I yes. will. I will put you in the safest place possible. Oh, what is that? Merci. And she beams you over. To the ship, and you instantly find yourself uh, aboard the Warbird. Warbird, right? They're Warbirds. Yeah. Okay. I get so confused because it's Bird of Prey and Warbirds, and it's like, hi, Star yeah. Trek, could you have tried any harder? <laughs> <I know. laughs> but I'm pretty sure I have, like, a collectible Star Trek um, figure that is a Romulan Bird of Prey. Romulan bird, Romulan bird of prey, twenty third century. There you go. What did did the Klingons just take Romulan technology? Son of a bitch! <laughs> it doesn't look like a Klingon bird of prey. It looks like a Romulan. Yeah, shape. it's different. Yeah, but it's yeah called a bird. Twenty third century. That's yeah. that's the original series. Yeah, the original series had a Romulan bird of prey. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Baloney. <laughs> no, in this in this timeline, it's a Romulan yeah. warbird. warbird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did the Klingons get cloaking from the Romulans? I don't know. Klingons have cloaking, Romulans have cloaking, and then the peace treaty that we signed with the Romulans said that we would not develop cloaking technology. We would never develop cloaking, right. Which... Which, I mean, to be honest, that's like... The, Peg- the Pegasus did a bit, but we didn't keep it. Right. I mean, that's not the that's not Starfleet style anyway. It's no. not really like that. Unless you're watching Discovery and you got, like, Draco, <laughs> Draco Malfoy's dad for a captain. Right. Okay. You guys are transported to... Uh, McKinley found co- kind of a quiet space. Um, you're in, like, a quarters... And nobody's fighting in here, but you can hear phaser fire uh, outside. There's um, definite uh, conflict happening outside, right outside in the hallway outside the quarters. 
that's where you are. Got my phaser rifle ready, but I'm waiting for Lox's command. The fuck are we supposed to do? We should probably do some scans. <laughs> yeah, if you, I mean, like, so of what? every every quarters has a, a an interface, right? Th- that would get into the ship's computer. I mean, can I access their like personnel records and see if I can even tell who's supposed to yes. be in command? Shaq and I will probably, that's like the first thing we do is yes. just both run over so to a computer. So this is a Romulan system, right? It's not a Starfleet system. So I'm going to have you make me a roll. Okay. Um, oh boy, I better pull up a fate character sheet. Both of us are just. Uh, there's only, we're, well, I guess there would be. I mean, we're both going to go up to it, but it there's a computer mean. interface. Like there's one in the bedroom and there's one in the living room. So um, I'm going to have you, this is going to be, um. You're not really creating an advantage, but you're probably discovering an aspect. Mm. Um, I agree. So I would say, yeah, a clever role because you're accessing the computer. That's intelligence based. So clever role. Okay. Where the fuck am I rolling this? Jack uh, got a five. Oh, man. Okay. And what did you get, Poza? I got. A negative one. <laughs> I did real, real bad. So you don't pose doesn't find anything, but Shakel with the five that is uh, that is you succeed with style. Then when you succeed with style, you create or discover the aspect, uh, and you get two free invocations on it. And an invocation is just like a free, basically a temporary free. Um, instead of using a fate point, you know, you get to yeah. Yeah. Um, so you actually, uh, you discover you're looking through the recent logs. The recent logs don't actually tell you much, but what you do find out is the captain of the ship is a woman named Navaka. And her second in command, his name is Lalal. Um, you just kind of find like the ship's crew manifest. Uh, and it's not like anyone recently logged we're going to mutin- mutiny so there's not like anything about that um, damn it <laughs> that's what I was looking for yeah unfortunately <laughs> you don't find anything that, about that but you do find just sort of the general ship's manifest I mean you do find their pictures actually as part of that and you realize that the woman you were like l- talking to back on the ship that's Lalal that's the second in command hmm. and not Captain Navaka who is also a woman Man, Captain Navaka's um, picture is actually not on the records for some reason. Oh, boy. But it talks about, like, how Captain Navaka was top of her class, you know, got to be captain super young, very accomplished. Shalal's history is very similar. Did that woman who was, uh, that talked to us from the bridge, did she give her name? She did not. But that's Lalal. That's the second in command. You were able to determine that. And what she told you, right, is there was a mutiny and that they needed the Starfleet's help. Yeah. And that if Starfleet helped, they would, she would explain everything in greater detail. But that they needed your help to put down this mutiny. But who's the mutineers? Yeah, why is there a mutiny? Yeah, we don't know who's mutinying and we don't know why. After I get this information... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. 
That's what you hear outside. I'm going to give this information that Lalal was the woman we talked to and Navaka is the one in command um, to Locks, and then wait for her discussion. That's what we do. So, uh, okay. So sorry, because I, I didn't, I missed a little bit of what was. Yeah, no worries. So we got onto the, the, the ship. You got onto the ship. Yep. And you're in a, you're in a private quarters right now. And, um, uh, Shaquille is accessing the ship's computer via the private quarters. And what you hear outside of you, uh, outside the hallway is a bunch of phaser fire. There's like active battle happening, but it doesn't seem like anyone has yet detected that you've beamed on board. So can we scan for where she is on the ship? Yeah. All right, let's do that. Find out where she is and try to get to her. Sure. Um, I won't make you scan again, Shaquille, because you scanned like you had a five. I'll just say, you know, rather than doing the whole invocation thing, I'll just give you a free information. Um, Because that's just easier, yeah. to be honest. Get at me, fate diehards about how we're playing the game wrong. Uh, <laughs> nobody. There's literally nobody who plays fate that is like, you're doing the rules raw about this very narrative-based system wrong. <laughs> That's the nice yeah. part about yeah. fate. Ain't nobody adding us. No. no. <laughs> uh, you actually determine that uh, you do another scan, bloop, 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 and that you find out that Lalal is actually on the bridge. Um, yeah. You're looking for, you're able to access... N- Navaka, you like say, hey, where's Navaka? Navaka's actually Captain Navaka's in her captain's quarters. Is she alive? She's alive. Okay. Um, but look, second in command, Lalal's on the bridge. What's easier to get to? So, can we transport? Chief Transporter McKinley put you actually in a, a cruise quarter, actually pretty close to the bridge, but you gotta go up a floor. Um. And you gotta go up whatever the Romulan word for turbo lift is up uh, a floor, two, two floors, and uh, then you can easily ex. She got you pretty close without putting you exactly on the bridge. Okay, how far is the turbo lift? It's like right. You you go outside and it's around the corner. Okay. How close are we to uh, the captain's quarters? The captain's quarters are actually they're a little bit further away than the than the bridge. Uh, but they're on this exact same uh, deck. You just got to go, I would say, out the door to the right, down a few corridors to sort of the senior crew area. Um, on our way out, did we happen to grab anything that made us look Romulan? No, you didn't. That was foolish. No subterfuge. What do you think, Lox? The bridge or the cap's quarters? Well, I mean, I feel like we should talk to the captain. Yeah, I mean, that's my vote, but... Shouldn't we? Yeah. Before we talk to anybody else, I mean, I I think that's what they'd want us to do. I want to know why she's in her quarters and not with her second doing what her second's doing. Is she just hiding? I think that's where the the sweet, juicy info would be. Mm -hmm. But I have a... It wasn't the captain who contacted us. It was the second in command. Right. So if the captain is hiding, the captain could maybe not want us there like the second in command does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine that the captain would be hiding in her own quarters. <laughs> and considering we found her, somebody else should be able to find her. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying she's locked herself in her quarters because she doesn't want to deal with it 
but she still doesn't want Federation there. Her second in command is the one who took charge and wanted the Federation there. Right. We don't really know what side the cap is on. No, we we have no idea. Yeah. But if it's a mutiny, yeah. The captain would be in charge. The mutineers are the people who are against her. Uh, and anybody who's out would probably be... If someone is fighting the man, she is the man. Right. I don't fully agree with that, but okay. Right. Usually mutineers are against the captain's orders, right? But the captain... Right. Okay, never mind. So Just go on. they're trying to put down the mutiny, then wouldn't we want to talk to the captain to find out what the fuck the mutiny was about? Or at least, I don't know, I... I, I think you should talk to captains and see what the fuck. I mean, if she's batshit crazy, then <laughs> I think we got to do what Locks wants to do, and I'm for it as well. Before we actually move out, um, while they were doing their computer scans and stuff, um, can Penny use her stunt where she meditates to discover some shit about the surroundings? Mm-hmm. Sure. What kind? Of, what kind? What kind of information would you be looking for? Um, I would be trying to. Not get into anyone's mind or anything, but glean kind of an overall um, mm-hmm. what's going on. You're going to like kind of sit down and do a, you know, a quick and dirty meditation sesh? Yeah. Well, they're scanning with computers and I'm scanning with my brain. So you're doing like a down dog and just like yeah. feeling the vibes. I'm like sun salutationing the shit out of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like warrior one, warrior two. I've got the downward dog. Boom. Okay, so <laughs> what you do actually get sort of a general sense of um, the emotions or the, the vibe on the ship. Uh-huh. And I'll, the general consensus amongst everyone is what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? There's just a sense of chaos and confusion um, among everyone. And that includes, you know, there are apparently mutineers and there are apparently people who aren't mutineers, but they all seem to share this confusion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Loxus, what, what's yeah. the command? I mean, yeah, I'm in charge, obviously, but I'm, you know, I don't mind checking with people. I'm not a, <laughs> not a fascist. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> well, let's, let's, uh, let's go the captain so what's what's the sneakiest way we can get to the captain well that's a good because i'd rather i'd rather not have to fight our crazy asses through this considering we look how we look jeffrey's tubes so there's a lot of phaser fire going on outside right now yeah you could probably thinking about it i mean they're obviously gonna shoot each other at to death at a certain point um you could wait for the skirmish. You could either bust outside and join the skirmish, or you could wait to see if the skirmish outside dies down. I mean, I, I don't want to... I don't know how long... I mean, like, how long that's going to take, you don't know. But that's an option. There's no, like, Jeffrey's Tubes entries right in the quarters, so... And there's no way for us to access a transporter to transport ourselves with the Romulans transporter over to the captain's quarters? Uh, I mean, you could ask... Chief Transporter McKinley. <laughs> blue to blue. <laughs> Chief Transporter McKinley. Uh wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, could you uh could you move us from this room to uh this other room? Ah. Uh, 
The captain's quarters. Yes. It's where all the magic happens. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like MTV Cribs, but Starfleet edition. <laughs> Let me get the coordinates. And she, you know, she's silent for a moment. She says, yes, I can get you there safely. Fantastic. <laughs> Prepare for transport. Oh, and <laughs> thanks, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys successfully avoid the battle encounter I had prepared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> but the captain's quarters is so quiet that she has. I mean, like, there's literally no battle happening there, so she has no problem transporting you from where you are to the captain's quarters. And you are there. You're in the cat. Transport noise. You're in the captain's quarters. So we materialize guns drawn. What do we see? Nothing. It's quiet. The captain's not there? Well, you're kind of in the living room area. I think maybe I call for her. I'd say, Captain Ivaca, this is Lieutenant Shaquel of the USS Komodo. Um, your second in command, Lalal, has requested our presence. How can we be of assistance? Nothing. God damn it. Navaka? Nothing. Well, let's proceed forward and take a look. Can we scan for, like, bioscience in her area? Scan the shit out of it, ladies. Yeah, you, so... Yeah, we already did. Penny, Penny just flips out her, uh, her tricorder, and she does, um... She does a scan and she says, I mean, not, you don't say that. I can't tell you what you say, but you determine that their Captain Navaka's bio sign is in her, her bedroom. Okay. So I let them know, okay, she's in her bedroom. It seems. I head in there. The guns are drawn. Yep. Posa's at the back of the line. Loxus is first. <laughs> classic you so loxus actually you walk in and the first thing you see is a um it's like a large it almost looks like a future coffin right i'm gonna make all of you roll me a a clever that's my favorite one okay oh hell yeah book yeah she was your bonus posa and um shakel got a I got a five. A six. Okay. I got a six. Pose oh, also got a five. Damn! Penny got a five, too. <laughs> I got a neutral. Okay, so <laughs> Loxus is kind of like, what's that? Uh, and the what rest the of you all go, all the rest of you all recognize it as a stasis chamber. What the fuck? Oh, shit. Where there is, where there is a bed in, her, in Captain Navaka's bedroom there is actually a stasis chamber. Can I go up to it and uh, bloopity bloop it? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can't probably. There's, um, can I access the... Um, I mean, there is a panel on the side. Can I access tactile interface, though? Uh, it's Romulan tactile face, so no. Not, not no. for you. Penny. Okay, I, push, right. I push Penny at it. Penny. Yeah, Penny the linguistics officer. <laughs> she's not so sad about it <laughs> this is a job for penny the vulcan lieutenant penny the vulcan all right so i go up and i try and bleep bloop it a little bit to try and figure out what it says and 
Yeah, so it's actually just sort of a, a security access keypad, right, to actually control like the stasis settings mm-hmm. or to open it or close it. Um, and you read it, and it's you know you're not really you're not really familiar with Romulan stasis chambers, but you sort of access it enough. And what did you roll on your clever roll? Five. Okay, so you succeed with style, so you can have an invocation, um, which is either a... So, if you want to roll another clever roll to try to open this bad boy, Mm -hmm. um, you can either take plus two, or if you fail, you can re-roll. Okay. I'll roll again. Yeah. Okay. Do I have to tell you before, or once I actually do it? Uh, No, you can do it, and then tell me what your thing is, and I'll tell you whether you pass or fail, and then you can decide. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. It's much nicer um, than D and D. Okay, with my clever. Yeah. Okay, I got a three. Okay, so that's not enough. So with a plus two, with a plus two, though, it would be a five. Yes. So I'm not going to tell you what the required score is. Uh huh. Um, but you can take a plus two, or you can re-roll. But I will tell you right now, it's a failure. Okay, then I'll re-roll. <laughs> okay, I'll re-roll. <laughs> I just blew on him for luck. <laughs> Good. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So I got a six this time. Okay. So you actually beep boop it and the stasis chamber actually opens. Okay. And as the sort of, um, I don't know, like the dry ice effect yeah. clear. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're all looking down at Captain Navaka. I don't like this at all. This is crazy, and I don't like it. I want. What does she look like? <laughs> she looks exactly like Captain Dakov. <gasps> fuck. Oh, what? Motherfuck. Yeah, you're looking at Captain Dakov oh. in a Romulan uniform. Is she wake? She's not awake yet, but as the dry ice is clearing, she sort of, you can see her fingers start to move slowly. Her eyeballs start to twitch underneath her eyelids as she's slowly coming out of her stasis. Okay, whenever I beep bop booped, I boop bop beep it and close my shit back. I'm like, put it back. The stasis chamber closes back and starts reinitializing the stasis. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. And, right. uh, and uh, she's back in stasis. All right, so I turn around and I go, "Okay, guys, so this is fucked, y'all. I told you it's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. <laughs> Super fucked." Should we, can we uh, ask to come? Do we? Do we? Do we bleep bleep? Yeah, I think we should. I, I mean, I'm gonna bleep bloop the shit out of Takov. <laughs> You're gonna bleep blooper. Bleep blooper. All right. Oh yeah, bleep bloop. Uh, yes, Lieutenant. What have you found? Any any new information? Do you have a twin sister or something, <laughs> ma'am? We found something quite disturbing. We found you, me, in a Romulan uniform in a stasis chamber in the captain's office. Navaka looks exactly like you. There's a long pause. Fuck. Captain. Oh, 
a Bromulan that looks exactly like me, you say? Yes, ma'am. Yep. Lieutenants, I have a new directive for you. Oh, God. Get that woman off the ship. Chief Transporter McKinley! (laughs) 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 Wee-wee! I guess I, I guess I take my comm badge off and I put it on the, the, the stasis chamber and I bleep bloop McKinley. So that's right. I mean, transporter pads can transport stuff that's not biomaterial, right? They always put their comm always, badge on yeah. it. Yeah. Abs- yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> unnecessarily. Potentially really. unnecessarily, <laughs> but that's what they always do. Symbolically. <laughs> All of Lux on a Troy is like 12 pieces of luggage come over, no problem. Yeah. So you slam your comm badge on it and you contact Chief Port- Transporter McKinley. And you're like, what, you know, four to four to beam up plus stasis pod? Yep. Is that, I mean, are we still, is our directive to leave? Just get her back on the ship. Yeah, get her off the ship. And she says, ah, oh, what a twist. Kill twists. Shut the fuck up, McKinley. <laughs> And she transports French drama. The four of you and the stasis chamber, um, which is basically just a metal coffin, back to the ship. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's delirious. (laughs) Oh, God, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, so the captain actually meets you. She rushes in. And mm-hmm. she says, I bet she does. She says, let me see this. Let me see this. I beep, bop, boop. I assume since you were able to get it open the first time, yeah. you just reopen it. Swoosh, it opens again. The dry ice effect comes out. And Captain Takov looks down at Captain Navaka. And she's just like looking like she's looking at a ghost, right? And she looks at all of you. And she says, we need to talk. Yeah, we do. Uh, should we put her back on ice first? or We need to get her to sick bay, And I need to get some other people over here to quell this mutiny. So she taps her comm badge and she's like, you know, 12 to transporter room three, transporter room two, over to the ship, put down this mutiny. You know, we need to find out more information. Um, the four of you... Let's go to the med bay and you just do a transfer. You just do a transport from the transporter room to med bay. Shush. Posa, I am thoroughly displeased at all of this. I am pissed off. I am. I don't want to do anything that this captain says anymore. Um, I'm just kind of done because I know that this isn't where I'm supposed to be and this isn't what's supposed to be happening and I'm just so mad. So you all get to the med bay and Posa just sort of stands off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. she's You're just not going to be uh, interacting anymore, it sounds like. Yep. Uh, the captain, with the help of the doctor, Cecilia McKenzie, Everyone's favorite Scottish doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Ach, 
what what have we what have we got here? Let's get her up on the med bed and get her get her right as rain. <laughs> they slam her up on the med bed and slam. she starts doing all sorts of <laughs> they, get, they get her on the med bed and they start doing scans. And the doctor is looking at Captain Navaka and she's looking at Captain Dakov and she's looking at Captain Navaka and she's looking at Captain Dakov. She's like You've got a lot of explaining to do, Captain. And the captain sighs heavily. And then she turns and looks at all of you. And she says, the doctor's right. But it's not to her that I need to explain. She's already well aware of the situation. But I feel like I owe the four of you an explanation based on what you've seen. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm not Vulcan. Uh, what? <laughs> what? I'm Romulan. Son of a dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, calm the fuck down. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, who is this still? That doesn't answer me who this is. Well, is Twin sister? Let me back up a few steps. I'm an orphan. I was adopted by Vulcan parents, who raised me as a Vulcan, treated me as a Vulcan, and did their best to instill Vulcan logic and control in me. I went to Starfleet Academy with the permission of Starfleet knowing that I had been raised as Vulcan and possessed the mm, emotional control of a Vulcan. But Starfleet kept it secret from everyone else, except for, obviously, any doctor that worked on me. Dr. McKenzie here, I've known her for 15 years. She has literally been the doctor on every ship I've served on. She's the only doctor that knows my secret. The doctor kind of turns to all of you and does that sort of like she puts the finger to her temple and then winks and flings her finger at all of you like yep that's me <laughs> <laughs> she would <laughs> I'm just picturing Pulaski now you know that right <laughs> yeah oh absolutely <laughs> it's a secret from 99.9% of everyone in Starfleet and now that number is slightly less because the four of you know I don't know anything about my family but it appears, and she kind of waves her hand to the med bed, that I have a twin sister. Okay, so Penny, knowing the whole Romulus and Remus thing, and that's why the Romulans are Romulan, um, immediately starts thinking about the fact that they're twins, and Romulus and Remus were twins, and wondering if she was actually raised by a giant wolf. So... <laughs> <laughs> she sucked from the teeth of a giant wolf. Yes. Yeah. Wolf, uh, three. What the fuck? Wolf, three, five, three five, nine. nine. Yes. Three five nine. That was the yeah. wolf. Um. She says to all of you. She says. Oh, actually, the doctor says, "Ah, hold up. There's something here. I think I need you to know, Captain." And the captain stops and turns to Cecilia McKenzie and she says, well, what is it? So, well, it appears that, uh, ah, captain, she's got Tuvan syndrome. What was that? 
What? And you actually say that out loud, and Cecilia McKenzie says, Tuvin syndrome, it's a lot um, similar to the 20th century disease known as uh, Lou Gehrig syndrome. Oh, shit. It occurs mm, in volcanoids, such as Vulcans, Romulans, Remans, uh, races like that. It's a very specific. It's not great. She's not probably got a lot of time to live if we don't do anything about it. And I can't imagine she must have been keeping a secret from the Romulans because the Romulans, as soon as they find out you got anything wrong with you, they put you right to death. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something about it. Well, there's only so much I can do right now, but I can find out if there's any new progress on discovering a cure for this syndrome. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Okay. I realize that they look the same, but... Do they actually share the same biology? I'm just, I just want to put it out there. Wouldn't be the first time we'd fake some shit like this. Are they? Are they? Do you ask? Do you actually ask? Yes. And this, me in the corner, just like. Captain DeKoff says, that's, your suspicion is justified. Up until now, I wasn't aware of any family I had. So if you want to look at the scans yourself and verify by all means the more eyes we have on this the better yes please yeah i i want to know you go over to the scans i'm not going to make you roll because cecilia mckenzie's fucking good at her job and she ran a really good scan yeah you look at it and she's kind of like working with you she, you know she's she's showing you on the panel on the wall and she overlays Captain Dakov's DNA over Captain mm. Navaka's DNA and it's a perfect sure. match! Is that how twins would be? That's how twi- twins... Would it? Yeah. So twins that are from a fertilized egg that li- then that egg later splits, they're genetically identical. Okay. Okay. I mean, since Ned, the whole nature versus nurture thing, their nature's the same, but Captain Navaka obviously has Tuvan syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Takav apparently doesn't, but mm-hmm. all d- DNA and genetics would tell you is you're you know thirty percent susceptible to getting something. So because one person has gotten something, her identical twin may not also you know it's a it's a it's a variable thing, right? Sure. Um, okay. Next question, Doc. Ah, yes. <laughs> Does. Which one of these belongs here? What do you mean? You know, we, we're we out of phase, the four of us. Is Captain... What's her name? Nakav? Navaka. Nakav. Navaka. Is Captain Navaka... Is this, is this supposed to be here? Is this, is this supposed to be happening? She looks at you and then she looks at Penny and she's like, well, I, that's not something that... Uh, science can tell me apparently that's something that your friend over there knows penny yeah um okay then i'll do my woo-woo hippie shit and look at her aura yeah you look at her woo-woo hippie shit her aura is just green (laughs) it's green her super green she's super meant to be here she's not like you know captain takawa from a mirror universe okay and takawa's green too right it was just the four of us takawa's also green okay yeah Takav and Navaka are all green. In fact, the only people that are like the, you know, red are the, you guys. Yeah. So she's a twin. They're twins. Like yep. we suspected. They're twins. They yeah. are den- identical twins for sure. What does that fucking mean? What does that fucking mean? Takav. 
Takaf says, well, it, it, it means that you now know that I'm Romulan. And it means that I'm discovering that I have a twin sister. What does that mean for that other goddamn ship out there? What is, I, 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 okay, fine. You have a twin goddamn sister. You're Romulan. I honestly don't give a fuck. What the fuck is happening with that ship out there? What are we supposed to do? What does it mean? Permission to speak freely granted. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Thanks, Captain. It's a very strange situation. So I respect your confusion. Um, Imagine mine. What we need to do is put down that mutiny and talk to that ship and to determine why they're in Federation space. But we don't know who the mutineers are. We don't know who's doing what. (laughs) Exactly. And I imagine that it's only a matter of time before our very capable security team puts the mutiny down. By just hopefully not just killing a bunch of random Romulans. I mean, wow. I would just be like, you had enough. Oh, locks, locks. You decide to actually chime in now. She's part of this. Look, I might be a Romulan, but I'm not going to lose any tears over Romulans who have violated the neutral space and crossed over into Federation territory. I am still, regardless of what you may think of me at this moment, through and through, a Starfleet captain. And my loyalty is to Starfleet. And if that means blowing that Romulan ship out of orbit and into nothingness, I will do it. I don't deny that, Captain. So let's take a look to see what the security team has done. The ship is in such a state of chaos that the security team goes over there with a bunch of phaser rifles and just fucking quells the mutiny. Um and either the the mutineers are dead or they're now in the brig and they've got the situation under control. They get second in command Lalal over and she, at the request of the captain, comes into the med bay and there's nobody else in the med bay except for like what, the four, five, six, seven, eight of you now. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Commander Lalal, she shows up with a guard She's in, you know, the equivalent of um, zip ties behind her space arms. Zip ties. Space zip ties. Okay. And the captain waves off the uh, the guard and she says, no, no, go on. We'll handle this. I have plenty of capable people here with me. And you've got Lilal there with you. And I guess like, I'll just continue talking to myself um, <laughs> <laughs> because that makes the most sense. Captain Dukov says to Lolal, Commander, what the hell happened? Why are you in Federation space? And Commander Lolal says, well, to be honest, I didn't expect to. S-. And her eyes are actually quite wide because now she's looking at someone who looks exactly like ca- her capper. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, this is what she's like, what the hell is going on? And she looks over at the med bed and she sees Captain Navaka's there. But she actually, um, I guess she would have seen Captain Takov when she was on the screen, the widescreen. So she had seen her. So she was sort of prepared for this, but she's still sort of befuddled by the situation. And she says, I don't know what's going on, but I do know that Captain Navaka has a very serious syndrome 
and that the only way to help her is to get her to Vulcan medical scientists to help cure her syndrome. And that's why we are in Federation space. Captain Navaka has no interest in starting a war. She has no interest in Romulan politics anymore. Her only prerogative is curing her disease. She is the most capable woman I've ever served under. And when she told me that that was her plan, well, I knew that the Federation, there was a high probability of the Starfleet blowing us to high hell. But if it meant saving Captain Navaka's life, I was on board. So here we are uh, for whatever that is. She needs Starfleet's help. We need your help. And I promise, I promise that whatever's happening here is not a Romulan plot. It is a personal matter. Commander, I think that you are really lucky that you came across the Komodo instead of some other ship. I gotta say. She looks at Captain Dakov and she says, I suppose I agree. And then Captain Navaka stirs on her med bed. And she wakes, she slowly, her eyes are sort of drifting open. And she says quietly with like a little smirk, she says, she may only be my little sister by 10 minutes, but she's always been a pain in my ass. You have been listening to Mamory Alpha. Your hosts would like to thank Smelly Tooth, who composed our theme song and some of the other music that you hear, as well as roll music. You can find us online at MamoryAlpha.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Mamory Alpha. You can tweet at us using the hashtag ThisPodcastIsTheTits, thanks to Didi, and support us by buying a t-shirt or becoming a patron. Patreon supporters will have access to exclusive audio, we promise more soon, and extras. And don't forget to leave a rating or review on iTunes. 